food and mood, science-based tips and tricks for achieving wellness without sacrificing your favorites. I'm Natalie Tisdall, a journalist who decided enough is enough. I left a career that looked glamorous to do what I was scared of doing, going out on my own. I'm a married working mom of three. On this podcast, we're going to talk about issues that really matter. Why am I not sleeping? What's up with that diet everyone's talking about? Are my kids falling behind? How do I leave that job and start over? Welcome to the Natalie Tisdall Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Hi friends, it's Natalie. So glad to have you here today. I want to talk about how food impacts our mood. And yes, it most certainly does. Be honest with me. How often do you reach for chips, ice cream, maybe chocolate when you're stressed or busy? Or how about those salty French fries? I'm so guilty. I'm with you on all of this. I particularly go for salt when I'm stressed, but there are those times where I have to have chocolate, sometimes even salty, dark chocolate. I have an expert today who's going to tell us what this all means and wait until you hear some of her ideas for overcoming this type of eating. We're going to explore the role of sugar, salt, and fat in making some of these foods we love so much so irresistible. Also, how our taste buds adjust to these things over time and how kids are affected by these type of addictive tastes. And we're not going to just talk about the problem today. My guest who I'm about to tell you about has solid solutions for us, like when to eat, what food groups are most important, and how to make it all easy. You are going to love Jen Trapek. Jen's podcast, Salad with a Side of Fries, it clears up myths, misinformation, bad science, and marketing surrounding nutrition. And what she's going to share with us today is really going to help. So buckle up. Let's get started. Let's get past stress eating and let's use food to feel good. Jen, thanks for joining me today. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to chat. Okay. So we talk a lot about food. I talk a lot about nutrition, but mostly I like to talk about being healthy. And sometimes we go right for the stuff that's not healthy because we think it's going to help our mood. <laughs> we think we have the best intentions. We want it to, right? <laughs> it maybe works for a hot second and a half. And then <laughs> well, yeah, right? it tastes really good when I'm eating it. <laughs> right. And then sometimes before we're even done, we're going, oh no, yeah. why did I do that? Right. Uh -huh, uh -huh. And the interesting thing is that well, a few pieces. I mean, a lot of the foods that we gravitate towards, especially when we're stressed and you know, looking for escape and a lot of the things that we associate as comfort foods and all those yeah. things have chemicals in them that turn off our brain's ability to know when we're full. So it mm. is not a coincidence that you can't have just one. What was that? Pringles, yeah. right? Once you pop. Oh, yeah. You can't stop. Remember that? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No coincidence, right? <laughs> so it's not our lack of mm. will. It's not that we you know, are lacking or have some moral failing. It's mm. these foods are formulated for our taste buds and our brain to not stop. They can turn off our ability to know when we're full. So let's talk about what some of those foods are. I mentioned chips because yeah. I go for salty, crunchy when I just, so maybe that. some of it's emotional, but let's talk about other things that have those chemicals that we tend as we tend to go to for comfort. Sure. Well, that perfect balance of the salt and the crunch mm -hmm. and the whole thing, right? And the fat and the same, like mm -hmm. it hits all the right spots on the tongue, mm. 
for the brain to go more, 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 yep, more, dopamine. right? Yep. <laughs> Sugar and salt and fat are all addictive tastes, which yeah. means they're also acquired. So that means that we learn they taste good. Mm -hmm. It also means that our bodies adjust. The more we have them, the more we want them. And the more we have them, the more it needs to be. We have a higher threshold for something mm. to register as sweet or salty or fatty or something. So, you know, the people who start with like one Splenda in their coffee and yeah. then fast forward, yes. they're at three, four, right? Mm. It's because our taste buds have adjusted. One no longer tastes sweet. We need more in order to hit that same threshold. Boy, that's scary. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That's why my, that's why my son eats a lot of candy. Yeah. <laughs> find little wrappers under pillows right. in his room. I'm like, what's going on here? And there's three and four wrappers. And so, you know, all the Halloween candy we're still dealing with. But right. and for kids, so, and that, that can really be a problem too, because they might be getting sugar, you know, a little bit here and there, but does it happen the same way for kids? Absolutely. Mm. Yeah. So it, again, part of it is about what we're used to. Part of it is also, you know, with kids, the conversation that we have around it. I have a kids and family program and it's a delicate balance to mm. not create fear foods yeah. or to not create, you know, a disordered relationship, but also to enjoy within reason, right? So sometimes it's like, are you done with dinner because you want dessert or like, mm. are you really full? Yeah. I often say to people too, like if the only thing that sounds good is a cookie, we're probably not stomach hungry. Oh yeah, that's good. Yeah. Right. If right. you eat broccoli, we're hungry. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And we have hormones. So similar to the way we can become insulin resistant, right? We know that to be diabetes. We have hormones that tell us when we're hungry and when we're satisfied. Those are called ghrelin and leptin. Hmm. And the same way we can become insulin resistant, we can become resistant to those hormones. So we might not respond. So think about all the times we've been told to eat less and move more. Our body is sending us the hunger signal and we're going, la, 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 la. Like yes. I'm not listening to you. I was told to eat less, mm, right? Yeah. We're not responding to the ghrelin and we are creating or contributing to over time a resistance to this hormone. Mm. That can happen with kids too. So it's also a balance of saying you can stop eating when you're full but also learning some of those signals of saying, am I hungry again in 30 minutes? Am I hungry mm -hmm. again in an hour? Or do I just feel like eating? Yeah. Yeah. That is so interesting. I, I mean, really good body awareness. And that's one of the other things I want to talk to you about is learning to listen to what we are really needing. Are we eating? And sometimes <laughs> we like to say in our family, like, it's fine to indulge every once in a while, yeah. but know that you're doing that for fun, not for nourishment. Well, it's just a different kind of nourishment, right? We're nourishing something mm. other than energy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. This is sort of one of my pet peeves with the whole like wellness culture these days, mm. because I feel like it's made... It's made food the enemy if yeah. we're looking for something, anything other than fuel. Yeah. And yeah. let's just be real. Like, find me a culture that doesn't use food 
for connection or celebration or grief or right. Every emotion in every culture uses food. So to try to pull that out entirely is also uh, in my world, I think a bit misguided, right? And to your point, I think it's a lot about the awareness Mm -hmm. and understanding. And then I'm a big fan of how versus what, right? So it's not what to eat, it's how to eat. So we could eat the same. Yeah. Yeah. So taking a step back, whether we are burning fat or storing fat is a function of blood sugar. If our blood sugar is too high and if our blood sugar is too low, we're going to store everything we eat as fat. Hmm. So our objective is to keep our blood sugar in this middle zone where we're never storing fat. Now, that also is when we are metabolically healthy, (laughs) which, and the research now shows us that metabolic health is connected to complete overall health, you know, our immune system, our cardiovascular health, our cognitive health, all these pieces. So we want to keep our blood sugar balanced. When we start our meal with something high glycemic, something that will spike our blood sugar, like we sit down at the restaurant and we start with the bread basket. (laughs) which is so American. Oh yeah. We're human, (laughs) right? We live in this world. (laughs) And by American, we have then, you know, transported that around the world. Oh, (laughs) true. True. Yeah. So even if what we ordered for dinner or any meal, right, is like textbook steamed fish and vegetables, Mm -hmm. our body's going to store that steamed fish and vegetables as fat. (gasps) Because we started with the high glycemic. Exactly. Because it's oh. like flipping a switch, that high glycemic start, right, has now spiked our blood sugar and we're going to store the steamed fish and vegetables as fat. If we don't eat all day, whether on purpose or because we just had a really busy day <laughs> and we sit down to eat, our body in its infinite caveman wisdom says, oh, it must be a time of famine. You're not going to kill me. I will survive. I'm going to take whatever you give me. I'm going to store it as fat. And the next time you don't eat, I'm not going to die. Right? Yeah. something there. Oh, (laughs) yeah. So we don't eat all day. We sit down at the restaurant. We eat the same textbook steamed fish and vegetables. We store it as fat. Oh, boy. So think about, you know, Thanksgiving in America is another one, right? We have this big meal and then we wait a while and then we do dessert. Mm Mm-hmm. Dessert separately is like sugar bombing our body. Mm -hmm. The way we can blunt the impact of something higher glycemic is protein, fiber, and quality fat. So if we eat a great quality nutritious meal and have our dessert immediately after or have the bread with the meal Mm -hmm. instead of first, Mm -hmm. it's like blunting the impact. Yeah. Of that. So like if you think of high glycemic foods as the color red and low glycemic foods as the color white, we mix them together and we get pink. Pink. Not yeah. as red as red. Not right. as white as white. We're somewhere yeah. in the middle. If so we, we do more of the white stuff, the less of the red stuff, we get a lighter pink. Yeah. Right? So it's even for our kids like, cool, let's have two of the minis yeah. right after dinner yeah. and onward. Right but not right after school, an hour before I'm about to give you a healthy dinner. Right. Well, so likely what's happening, right? When we're likely there's low blood sugar, they're actually really hungry. Absolutely. Yeah. Right? So it's, hey, if you're actually really hungry right now, 
let's have X, Y, or Z yeah. and keep those for you know, right dessert dinner. or whatever. Right. right. Again, if the only thing that sounds good to us is the candy bar, we're probably not actually hungry. Mm. And so it's just sort of, it's thinking through, well, what, it, what do we actually need in this moment? Mm-hmm. One of the things that we teach our kids and families is fridge first. Food is found in the fridge. I have threatened, (laughs) I haven't done it yet, but I have threatened to put a lock on the pantry because when they come home, the first thing they do is raid the pantry, which is all of the sugary things or cereal or chips, right? Exactly. Fridge first. I love that. Fridge first. Food is found in the fridge. Mm. Okay. Will you walk me through then a good day? And I'm focusing right now on fueling myself with protein. So I've got all these little tricks. I want to ask you what you think of them in a minute, but but give me a good day. Give me a just, and everybody's going to vary in what they like, but give me a good balance of the order in which you do things. Okay. So this is probably less specific than you want it to be, but (laughs) (laughs) here's how we do this. Here's how we do this. Protein and fiber at every meal makes removing fat. No big deal. Okay. Okay. Protein and fiber at every meal makes removing fat no big deal. Protein is clean, lean protein. I don't care what you want it to be. Fiber is vegetables and sometimes fruit. And a meal is really every time we eat, meal or snack, the only difference is how much we have at a time. Okay. The other thing you want a couple times a day is quality fat. One day, I'll figure out how to get the fat into the fun sentence, but for now, (laughs) protein and fiber at every meal. Okay. So breakfast might look like a veggie omelet mm-hmm. or eggs with a salad. I'm a okay. big fan of okay. a breakfast salad. You're going to think I'm nuts. I'm telling you, just try it. Every time my clients are like, you want me to what? And I'm like, just just trust me on this one. Okay. Whatever greens you have, throw them in a bowl. Okay. Whatever veggies you have, chop them up. The body loves variety. So mm-hmm. anything you got, a little bit of all of it, right? Throw it in the bowl. Cook your eggs so that the yolk is still runny. Okay. Put them on top of the salad. The running yolk becomes like a creamy salad dressing. Oh, yum. So like a like a, a over easy egg sure. or, yeah. or even scrambled, but something that just where it runs a little bit. Yeah. A running yolk creates a salad <gasps> dressing. You can add a little bit. Like I like to – you could do everything bagel seasoning. You could do mm. – um, I like to use nutritional yeast because it kind of tastes like cheese but adds yeah. a ton of protein. Yeah. Um, you could add a little bit of avocado to it. You could add, um, a little balsamic vinegar. Cause then the vinegar with the egg yolk is like dressing. Oh, oh my goodness. Sounds delicious. So this is delicious. your breakfast salad. And when vegetables, salad. you say grab whatever you've got, you're talking about like some spinach, some mushrooms, carrots, yep. celery, like yep. you name it. Yeah. Mm. See, I do that with stir fry at night often. Yeah. Whatever I've got, just throw it in and add an egg. And some cauliflower rice, maybe, or something. Yeah. But I've never thought about that for breakfast. I don't know yeah. if I could get my 13 year old son to do it. How would you get a kid to be okay with that? Okay. So maybe not quite the breakfast salad as I just described it. So for the kids, we'll do what we call like an omelet muffin. Mm. So use your muffin tin, scramble some eggs chop up a ton of veggies, stick the veggies in all the muffin tins. And you could do different flavors. Like do this one with like sun-dried tomato and feta and do this one with, Mm. you know, a little 
bacon and cheddar and whatever veggies in any of them. Pour your, you know, scrambled eggs, you know, raw into them and bake them. They do take a little while to bake. So do like a whole tray. Then stick them in a Ziploc, put them in the fridge, right? Grab a couple in the morning, heat them up, throw them on top of a plate that's lined with raw spinach mm-hmm. or something. So it's just adding a little bit more veggie and texture and whatever. And you'll be surprised. Like kids will eat it. Wow. Yeah. But to focus on the fiber and the protein that sustains yes. them through lunch. So now let's get exactly. to lunch. So lunch so and dinner. It's the same thing. Yeah. Protein, fiber, quality fat. Okay. Quality fat. You're, I, I am imagining you're saying like olive oil. Uh, olive oil, avocado oil. Okay. Avocado. By the way, a serving of avocado is half of the avocado. Okay. A serving of nuts is like a small handful of nuts. Yeah, yeah. Everybody thinks they're eating too many nuts. I promise you the nuts aren't how we got here. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like if we're in a place of counting almonds, we're in a really good spot. Right. <laughs> so maybe on your salad, you're doing, you know, adding nuts or walnuts. I think I find few things more satisfying than walnuts. So like yeah. I could add walnuts to something and it becomes infinitely more satisfying. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And sustains yeah. us. Or a snack, walnuts and raspberries together. Actually, walnuts and any berry, I feel like is such a delicious snack. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. So, which brings up, you know, we're going to build all our meals the same way. We're going to build all our snacks the same way. Make it easy. Right. Yeah. So, here's how we want to think of it in terms of getting through a full day. I want you to eat something within like an hour to 90 minutes of waking up. Don't start with coffee. Okay. An oh, hour to 90 no. minutes. <laughs> okay. I'm already in trouble. Right. All really? right. Really? Even if it, like I do put like whole milk in my coffee to give myself it's like more, kind of a, Yeah. It's more really a function you. of what happens with the caffeine and our hormones on an empty stomach, mm. especially for women. So- Okay, that explains just a lot. Just eat something, right? <laughs> <laughs> so just eat a little something. So a meal is going to last us four to five and a half hours, depending on how much we have. A snack is going to last us like one to two hours, depending on how much we have. Okay. We want to finish food two to three hours before bed. So within that, we can figure out what it's going to look like for us So a lot of people are like, I'm not a breakfast person. Like, don't make me breakfast, okay? But we got to get something in our system Mm -hmm. to let our body know that it is safe and that it can burn fuel, right? It's not a time of famine. So maybe you start with a snack rather than starting with a big meal. If we start with a snack that we know is going to last us maybe one or two hours, we're just sort of shifting that a little bit, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we start with a snack. Maybe a couple hours later, we're having a bigger breakfast, which might mean that our lunch is actually a little bit later. Yeah, yeah. Totally fine. It's more about saying, okay, does this timing make sense based on how much food I have? Yeah. So when we're sort of figuring some of this out, it might make sense to set an alarm. You started to talk about before, like checking in with ourselves and figuring mm-hmm. out what we're feeling, right? Mm-hmm. Set an alarm. If I ate a snack 
right? And I'm going to need another meal. Maybe I'm setting the alarm for an hour. When the alarm goes off, it's like, how am I feeling? Do I feel like I need food? Okay, I'm cool. I'll set it for another hour. Or sometimes at that hour, we go, I don't need it right now, but I could probably use it in about a half hour. Yeah. Yeah. Right? We can set that next alarm. That's certainly something I've learned is to get ahead of the hunger. Because by the time I'm hungry, first of all, it's when we all make bad decisions, right? So to just get ahead of it, to have a handful of nuts, even, and maybe, maybe you feel differently, but yeah. Okay. So I should be hungry about that, but I'm not. But if I go ahead and have that handful of almonds, then I'm going to be okay. Come lunchtime, I'm not going to be eating the bad thing. Right. And that's chemical too, Mm. right? It's not that we suck when we're hungry. (laughs) It's that (laughs) our blood sugar is low. Mm. Our body is saying, I need fuel. Our brain is saying, I need fuel. Mm -hmm. The fastest way to get fuel to the brain is with a higher glycemic choice, Yeah, which means that the chocolate, the candy, the -hmm. bread, the pasta – yeah. Are all going to look more appealing yeah. than the vegetables and the protein because that takes a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. So it's chemical that those things look good to us. Recognizing that, right? So I used to work in hedge funds. I built my coaching practice on the side and I worked in hedge funds. And when I was, you know, in the process of all of this. So I remember before learning everything, <laughs> I, Monday mornings, they had a um, free breakfast in the kitchen that was like the mini pastry things Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and some fruit. And then Fridays was free pizza and salad for lunch. So inevitably Monday morning, like we all do, right? Monday is like the universal start day of anything. So Monday morning, come into the office and I'm like, I'm not going to eat the things, Mm -hmm. right? Walk in the kitchen to get some water. And there they are. Yeah, they're calling your name. Oh, they have a voice. You know know. that voice. I know. I know. (laughs) So they're screaming at me. And I remember the day that I was like, wait a minute. I get why that's really appealing to me right now. Because I woke up however long ago, right? I've gotten ready. I commuted to the office. Now I'm here. I still haven't eaten anything. I'm hungry. That's Mm -hmm. why that's really appealing. So what I actually need to do is go eat the thing that I brought. And then if I still want the mini croissant, I'll deal with it then. Mm -hmm. But let me at least just start with the thing that I brought. Yes. And then lo and behold, I'm like, I don't really want that. Yeah. Oh, I so so see that. That's so common. And I think for me, the big shift, right, was like in understanding some of these things about the hormone side of it and the blood sugar side of it. And Mm -hmm. it was like all of these food decisions – switch from being emotional to intellectual. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, a few episodes ago, I did a deep dive into, maybe you saw it on intermittent fasting. And I know it's all the rage and I know people who are very successful with it. I've gone in and out of, but I feel like when I do that, I'm like another hour. Okay. Another hour. Like it turns into a mental game of, can I make it? And then I've been okay, not making terrible decisions, but I'm really struggling through that. Yeah. Do you, I have a feeling you're going to say, not a good idea. <laughs> I'm not the biggest fan of intermittent fasting, especially for women. We'll come back to that in a second. Here's the fasting I like. Two to three hours before bed. It's about an hour and a half after waking up. Okay. So go to the office and eat when you get there. You don't have to eat right when you wake up. 
Yeah. Like within an hour, an hour and a half of waking up, mm -hmm. we're going to get something in our system mm -hmm. and we're going to not eat within a couple hours of going to bed. That time in between, that includes when we're sleeping, is our yeah. fasting time. And that's about if you're going to bed at 10, so say you stop eating at 8 and you don't eat again until 8 or 9, you're at 12, 13 hours, which what fasting is like 15 to 17 hours. So you're not that far off. Yeah. And by the way, the idea, first of all, the average American, the average person anywhere on this planet does not get sufficient vitamins and minerals and nutrients mm. given 24 hours a day to eat. The idea that we're going to get that in seven hours mm. isn't how the, number one, it's not how the body works, but number two, it's completely misguided in thinking yeah. that we're going to get everything the body needs in less time if we can't even do it in all the time in the world. Yeah. Right. Well, and I'm hearing you say with, uh, with your body storing it after 17 hours, you're going to be like, your body's going to hold on to everything yes. that you've eaten after that 17 hours. Cause it's afraid you're not going to eat again anytime soon. Right. And there is mm. some research around, um, what some fasting can do. Mm. A lot of times we use that in specific situations, not for forever. Mm. And it's one of those things, just like keto, where there's some really great research that has snowballed into something really inappropriate. I want to take a minute to tell you about one of the ways I keep my family healthy. I've been a customer of Seeking Health for several years, and I'm constantly amazed by the positive impact their products have had on overall health and well-being. From the very beginning, the team at Seeking Health has been dedicated to helping me build a strong foundation for my health through their focus on optimizing digestion, reducing environmental exposures, and nourishing my body with pure, high-quality supplements. They've provided me with the tools and the knowledge I need to support my body's natural healing systems, and I have seen significant improvements in my energy, immune function, and overall sense of well-being. A few of my favorites, Active Magnesium, the Glutathione Plus, Immune Intensive, also the electrolytes we put in our water and our family, all great products, and those are just a few. I'm grateful to the team at Seeking Health for their passion for prevention and their consistent commitment to helping with my family's health. If you're looking to take control of your health and build a strong foundation for your well-being, I highly recommend Seeking Health. You can get more information and a discount code by going to natalietisdall.com slash favorites. Look for the Seeking Health logo and that discount code. Again, natalietisdall.com slash favorites. The link is in the show notes. Okay. So talking about keto, I know a lot of people follow strictly and um, some people, they just are careful of it. So when you talk about don't eat the bread first, or, you know, let's talk about pastas and rices and, mm -hmm. and all of those things, what do they do? Especially since we, we wanted this to be about diet and mood. Yeah. Can you tell us about those things and when they're okay in a balanced diet? Yeah. So as long as we're balancing those higher glycemic carbohydrates with protein, fiber, and quality fat, so it's not spiking our blood sugar, mm -hmm. we're fine, right? The average person eats more grain than an Olympic athlete is recommended to eat on race day. Mm. So our culture has this imbalance of where fuel comes from and what fuel looks like. 
grains in general, when we look at their nutritive value, I describe them as like inefficient. For example, a cup of raspberries has like nine grams of fiber. Okay. A cup of brown rice has like three and a half. So if I'm supposed mm. to get my quality fiber from the rice, yeah. I need three cups of the rice to get what I could get for some raspberries? Yeah. Yeah. Right? It's inefficient if we're looking for protein, right? So thinking about it in that way, it's not that they're the enemy. It's that they have a different proportion in our society mm-hmm. than actually what promotes health. Yeah. Sugar, refined carbohydrates, lack of omega-3s come together to reduce what's called brain-derived neurotrophic factor, BDNF. BDNF is like the precursor to most things cognitive, Mm. (laughs) right? So our neurotransmitters require amino acids, which are in protein, to build. We need proper nutrition, vitamins, minerals, right? Amino acids in order to function and create hormones and create neurotransmitters and all of the things that allow us to think clearly, that allow us to create memories, that allow us to enjoy our lives, to experience things as they're happening, Mm -hmm. right? So if what we're constantly feeding ourselves are food-like substances rather than actually food, it tracks then that we're going to be low in mood, that we may have some other struggles, that we're not going to feel good energy or mentally or emotionally or any of these pieces, that everything is going to feel like climbing Mount Everest naked and barefoot, mm. oh, right? That's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Our food supply is the other piece of the problem because mm-hmm. a lot of times, um, like for example, even with the pasta thing, I can go to Italy and eat pasta every day and not feel the same way I feel mm-hmm. eating it once in a while here because the quality of their flour, the quality of their raw ingredients, they're using different Mm -hmm. things than we are here. Yeah. So some of it is also about what's allowed to be in our food (laughs) as much as it's about what we're having, when we're having it, how we're having it, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But to be safe, if you really want to do yourself good, eat from the fridge, right? Yep. Fridge first. Fridge first. And then see if you're hungry for other things. Okay. I want to tell you about my favorite snack right now. Um, I hope you like it because I love it. (laughs) I hope I'm not going to get a big, no. Okay. So I think I saw this on TikTok. I'm not the food police, so that's okay. I know, but I want to know that it's okay because I really have, I have a sweet tooth and I particularly have a sweet tooth when I'm working at night. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'll tell you why. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Uh, okay. <laughs> so I just, I, I, I get munchy. And so instead of chips or sometimes almonds or nuts or something, but I just, I, I go yeah. for a cookie. So I don't buy cookies. However, what I've been doing is, and we didn't talk about different forms of protein, but I've been doing a protein shake. Okay. So, and, and a couple hours before bed, an hour or two, I don't think I'm going past that too much, like seven, six or seven ish. Okay. So I put it in my mini blender with two tablespoons of sugar-free pudding, <laughs> which you're probably going to tell me it probably has fake sugars in it. That's not good. I'm not, I have to check that. And then I put it in the fridge with some blueberries or strawberries or something and it solidifies. So it's like 13, it's like 30 grams of protein, but it tastes like pudding because it 
turns into pudding with fruit in it. And I feel like I'm having the most luxurious dessert ever. I love it. It's got a lot of protein. Are you all right. I'm going to give you a little bit of hack. Me it's bad. No, okay. no. First of all, okay. Okay. I'm not the food police. Okay. Everybody, you're going to make the decisions that work for you. But I right? want to make, but I want to make informed decisions yes. so that I'm, yes. I'm, yeah. Yes. And we're going to make different choices at different phases of the process. Okay. Right. So right now that pudding for you might be killer. And when you're ready, <laughs> you could go, this probably has a lot of fake stuff in it, which is what I call the food-like substances. Yes, in the protein shake and in the jello or the pudding. Well, who knows? It depends on the protein powder that mm -hmm. you're using. Mm -hmm. But what if maybe I'm using a different protein powder? I don't know. The one you have might be totally fine. Okay. And then what if I use chia seeds okay. instead of the pudding to turn okay. it into a pudding? Okay. And blend it? Like let it, let yeah. it soak so they kind of puff up let and Let them soak it. up. Yeah. Sit mm. in the fridge. Okay. Right? Make the protein shake, okay. throw the chia seeds in, let it sit in the fridge, turn into a pudding, Okay. add the fruit on top and eat it the same way. <gasps> Maybe you use a touch of honey okay. if the protein powder or whatever, or monk fruit extract, right? A lower Which glycemic yes. yeah, uh -huh. sweetener. So we can still get a little bit of that sweetness without all the chemicals that are probably in our instant pudding or whatever it is. Yes. Okay. And by the way, this is someone like I used to make the Jello instant pudding oh, with half milk and half water so that I didn't have all the There's calories of all the milk. I mean, like I have done it all, <laughs> you guys, like I promise. Right. But we get to a point where like, okay, right now the protein mm -hmm. shake pudding is like the thing for you. And eventually you might be like, you know what? Let me try, let me try the cheese. I'm thing. always willing to improve on it. I just exactly. saw someone else do this and I went, oh, yeah. so I love yeah. that idea. I'm getting, can you have too much chia? Like, is, can I let it? You'll know. You'll I'm, know. <laughs> so I can let it kind of soak up and turn into like a tapioca yeah. and then maybe yeah. put it in the blender to smooth it out or I need to try it. I, I don't even think you need to put it, it in the blender after. Okay. Like it's going to have a little bit of crunch and texture yeah, when you go to fine. eat it, but it's add some it. nuts, add some berries, right? Do your thing. Also life hack. Frozen berries, okay. when you heat them up, create a syrup. Like the water, like the water that melts yes. ends up tasting like berry syrup. So, so like throw that on top of delicious. your pudding. Right. Yeah. Like use that as the sweetener yeah. in it or whatever. Like delicious things. I love that. Yeah. But thinking about too, like this is where we are right now. This is the next step. Mm -hmm. But the idea of saying, oh, I'm going to go from here to not eating at night. And then we think we're failing at life because we ate something. Yeah. And we're, we're all just learn. I mean, that's why I love podcasting. It's like we're exactly. learning as we go. So yes. take the tips, try something else, keep trying. Like just don't stop trying just pick everyone. one thing. Yeah. One thing to try, then the yep. next thing to try. You don't have to do everything all the time, every day. Like that's setting ourselves up, I think. Well, and that's when we go, I give up and we go for the right. tip. Because it's just too hard. Right. So try one Speaking thing. Speaking of, we're hungry at night mm -hmm. because we're tired. Okay. That's what you were going to tell me is yes. why I'm So going, we're hungry at food. night mm -hmm. because we're tired. Okay. The computer screen, the TV, our mm -hmm. phone, all the devices, on top of the fact that we're still trying to use our brains. And yeah. I say this with all the humility in the world because I am the worst at this. I work too late. I watch mm -hmm. TV too much. Mm -hmm. Like all the things. Okay. 
all of those, the blue light, we've heard how terrible blue light is. But the reality is seventh grade science light spectrum, blue light is the closest to daylight. Our circadian rhythm of sleep-wake cycles, number one, are set by daylight. Mm. So what's happening, our body's tired, our eyes, those receptors for the daylight are in the eye, in the brain, connected to the eye. Our eyes are getting daylight Ugh. from our devices, from the Eight, TV, nine from the computer, night. from all mm -hmm. the things. Mm -hmm. And our body's going, but I'm tired. How can you tell me it's daytime? Mm. So what do I do if I'm tired and I'm getting signals to be awake? Give me fuel. Yeah. I'm going to tell you I'm hungry yeah. so that I can stay awake because I'm oh. being told I'm supposed to be staying awake. Yeah. So sometimes at night, like we're hungry because we're just tired. So but our body thinks bed. we're supposed to be staying awake, <laughs> right? Yeah. You know, but sometimes it's like shifting just little things mm -hmm. to eventually say, you know, do I want to do this? Could I go to bed? Could I at least just stop with the screen? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Like I work late at night a lot. Also, creativity happens a lot late at night. Yeah. Because we're tired. And so the judgmental side of the brain turns off. So a lot of times when we want to do all our creative stuff, it happens more at night. So- you know, there's that. That's very, <laughs> or maybe just limit it. Not every night. Yeah. I'm going to give myself yeah. this night. So, oh, I love your ideas. Thank you so much. Thank um, you. Okay. So we want to learn more. I follow you on Instagram and I know you have several places people can find you. And I would love for you to share that with everyone. Absolutely. So my podcast, Salad with a Side of Fries, all of this and more. <laughs> All social media, I am at Jen Trepic, J-E-N-N-T-R-E-P-E-C-K. And my website is asaladwithasideoffries.com. So reach out to me. Like nothing makes me happier than hearing from you. Uh, what was new? What have you tried? What are you like? Sorry, I don't agree, right? I love having <laughs> these conversations. Um, this is also the easiest way to learn more about working with me as your health coach. And we can give you a link for everybody to get a complimentary wellness discovery call. We'll put that in we'll the show send notes. You that. Yeah. Send that and, and then we'll that'll, that'll be that. easy for people to link. And just such great ideas and inspiration. You, you you explain it in such a just a real way. And I appreciate that. Love the name of of your website and everything you do too. As long as well, I can thank still you so much. have a fry yeah. every once in a while. It's okay. I mean, who wants a life without fries? I'm I out. know. <laughs> I know. Just eat the salad first. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> thank you so much, Jen. It's been such a pleasure. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thank you for joining the Natalie Tisdall podcast. You can follow along on Instagram and at natalietisdall.com. Subscribe to the show to catch every new episode and leave a review so I can continue to bring you fresh content. See you next week.